I put on YouTube and I put on rug cleaning videos <laughs> and I just sat here and I drank my drink and then my two beers in silence for like the next four hours. Welcome to the Fumble to the End Zone podcast. My name is Sean O'Connor, which means always you got Uncle Johnny. Hey, buddy. And of course, you know Johnny Grant. He's on mid, so he's not here tonight. I did send him a link if he's able to go outside at some point and dial in, but I highly doubt that'll happen. Um, not because he wouldn't want to be, want to, but just because you never know what's going on, especially with everything with the government right now. So. Uh, interesting week of sports last week. Interesting week of sports upcoming this weekend. Um, I think we should jump in, go right to college football. That's it. Uh, That's what it so one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. I got eight games, seven games to quickly go through, and then one big one we could talk about. That clash between Harvard and Yale was a big story last week, so I want to make sure we get to it. Um, Very good, sir. But Florida State found a way to escape uh, Clemson, South Carolina with a win in overtime. Um, I don't know what the hell to make of this Clemson team. I don't think they're very good. I think Florida State just started out poorly and then found a way to work back into the game. But in general, I just don't think Clemson's very good this year. No, the, the, not, not the, the program is uh... – Definitely not what it is, what it's it's been the last bunch of years. I think so. Mills playing a big part of that because they don't seem to be a big subscriber to that uh, mindset. So they're of the belief that the school sells itself or the program or whatever. But at the same time, it's like if I'm a top tier college athlete and I have a chance to do commercials and all or sign a contract with the company and be like Caleb Williams and get Subway commercials and shit like or Burger King, whatever it is, I'm probably going to go where I can get the bigger money. Like, it's just me. Um, I agree. Hey, it, it's what it's uh, whatever, you know, we've, we talked about that too. It's it just paying these guys. Wasn't, wasn't the right thing to do. I came up with a structure, but nobody seems to like it. So I won't suggest it here. You know, I'll suggest it here. Yeah. yeah go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what the average ticket prices are for a game or whatever else, but like, you split the, the, the gate at whatever stadium you play at, 70-30. 70 for the home team, 30 for the away team. 10% off the top of each goes to their athletic department for other sports, women's soccer, fencing, uh, field hockey, lacrosse, whatever. You know, goes to whatever in the athletic department for every game that they play, right? And then the other 60% is divvied up to the players based on playing time, performance, and things of that nature. So, and that way, even walk-ons and uh, guys who aren't playing any plays, red shirts, whatever, are still getting paid some financial whatever for their contributions and practice and everything else. Ideally, you dress, you get paid in one way or another. On the flip side, you... Kind of, you, you do the same thing. Athletic department gets 10% off the top. The other 20% gets dispersed through, through the athletes. But you flip it. Since it's going to be less money anyway, 
you pay more to the guys that aren't your regulars, your starters, whatever, down the ladder. And that way everybody kind of ends up not with an equal share, but you're still going to have the top guys making the most money and the, the you know, backups, the walk-ons, whatever, making a, a decent quote-unquote salary for their time and effort and 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 the work they're putting into to the team, the program, whatever. I suggested this to a bunch of different people or just said it. And some people are like, no, nah, that'll never work because yada, yada, yada. I'm like, can we just take out the yada, yada, yada portion of it, this and the other, and just focus on could this work? And wouldn't that make more sense than let these kids sign contracts with any fucking company that comes along or any school that has some donor who owns, like say Mattress Mac in Houston is a big UT guy, right? This is the guy who always puts a million dollars on whatever team to win the World Series, Super Bowl, so whatever. He's a hundred fucking years old. Yeah. yeah, but like say he wants to like, wants to, Arch Banning, right? It was like, I don't know what kind of NIL deals he has or whatever, but like he could just go to Arch Banning and be like, hey man, I'll pay you a million dollars to do a commercial for me and come to UT. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like, okay, so you're literally just getting paid money just to go to a school. Like, it's not even really about anything else. So, but this way, you go to the school. Yes, you're still getting the free education. I know a lot of people talk about that. I was like, well, they're getting paid. They're getting a free education. Okay, fine. Um, But also, now they're actually getting paid for their performance, for how much they play, how good or bad they may be. But they're still getting a salary, if you will, for their contributions to the program. And I think that is a way that you could make it work a little bit better. Yes, kids at a school like Tennessee or Michigan, where they have 100,000-seat stadiums, will possibly get more money. But at the same time, that 30% is then going to be higher for the opposing teams that come to that school. Like, it, I don't know. Just thought I had. No, no, and Sean, you know what? But obviously you put some thought into it, and you just you tried to structure a, a pay scale you know, based on, you know, whatever. And I guess the higher names, you know, almost like any job, you know, you start out at this much and you get there and, you know, nobody's going to, not everybody's going to get to the same wage. My whole thing is this, this was an easy fix. They should have never given into it. I don't give a fuck how much the universities were making. I don't give a shit how much you were paying a college coach. That's their fucking job. They're out in the, they're out in the world. They're working. Their employment. If the employee wants to pay, if the employer wants to pay the employee that much money, who's fucking, oh, well, you can't have, how can a coach make $5 million a year and the kids get nothing? They're amateurs. They should have, so this would have been, if they just would have towed the line and went along the way, what was the difference in terms of, this is the way they did it for years and they did. What was happening was, is they always, you know, the thing was, well, you know, now a, a kid could be, you know, possibly with the gambling or, you know, donors are always going to give money to other kids to come here anyway. Well, then in a, in a scholarship, the only thing you could do is a scholarship paid for everything. That was it. You know, a kid, I mean, everything, including what would be amounting to a stipend. So whatever, even if you got your class for free. Even for that semester, you'd get ten thousand dollars. Let's just say, you know what I mean. You should be able to live off of ten grand on a fucking, uh, you know, for, for for a semester. You know what? How many ever weeks it ends up being? Is it, is it sixteen weeks or whatever? Or less than that, it's something like that. About sixteen, yeah. 
Yeah, so they should have just thrown it. And, that, and that, even that seems like an outrageous number. To let amateurs or kids just go out and do that, you know, it, it, it used to be they set them up for jobs. And here's my only thing is, like I said, I, I don't mind anybody making a dollar or two. But as soon as we get into this, just like you said, Sean, what does ends up happening? People just go somewhere for the money. And that shouldn't be the education that you should either want to go to a school. You should, you know, for whatever, the, the history of the school, you, you, you had your legacy, you had family go there. That should be the driving thing. Everybody's always had their college they wanted to play for if they're a big time athlete or they wanted to go to even, you know, just and, and play sports there. The, the idea of somebody choosing something, because like you said, somebody's going to give them the most money and you're, you're 18 years old is not, is not the way it's going to be. I mean, in the same time, you know, we tried, they tried to stop kids from entering the NBA draft at 18, right? Yep. You know, you know, okay. But now you're still going to let a kid make a decision on what school he wants to go to, to make, you know, a lot of money also. I, I there should not be an influence. That's it. And once again, we know there was recruitment infractions in almost every school and I get it there, but you know what, what you don't know or can't prove then that's fine. And if they do prove it, they levy shit against the school. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on how, how deep you want to do it. My thing is this could have went on forever. Kids would have been dealt with and, and look, okay. So what they do, they strip titles from people. USC lost those title Reggie Bush. They took away his, his highest, you know what I'm saying? So if that's what you want to do, then do it that way. But this shit where, like you said, a kid can make subway commercials right now and they'll pay him X, Y, and Z. You, you are, you're an amateur and, and for people to be crying. Oh, everybody, you need, but the school makes money. The coaches make money. That's how it works. That's how it works. And if you go to work for a company, the company makes much more money than you because somebody took the fucking risk to do it. Now, once again, I think colleges are overpriced and universities and, and everything else. And I know their athletics bring in a ton of money, but you say that there's, there's employees of that school. There you go. There's employees at that school that go beyond just coaches. And you know what? Let's put it this way. These kids are allowed to make a ton and ton of money. They can't play if the grounds crew don't make, keep the fucking stadium in shape. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Those guys should be getting paid a million dollars a year because they're out there breaking their ass. So what if they just say, hey, you know what? Fuck you. Some kid making a commercial is going to get paid. Look, I know he's the player, but he can't play if this isn't done. Yeah. So you know what? Get the players on the field. Let them do it. Let them work for something they do. I, I don't want to take jobs away from ground crew people, but what I'm saying is you want them to get paid and do work, then you guys do it. You take care of your facility. Game's over. Go instead of fucking doing it, doing a you you, you know, the during the final four. Instead of instead of sitting there, wherever the final four of the arena is, you guys go in the stands and clean up the fucking popcorn and piss and and, and you know soda and all that stuff. Earn something because it's crazy to me how we try to break things down. Because let, let's be honest, in certain regions of the world, a college football, baseball, basketball, whatever sport, even soccer, you know, girls soccer is big in places. They're only really known to their area and that and that 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 part of the country and the college they go to, unless they play at a school like Notre Dame that's on all the time, or uh, you, you know, the big Alabamas and all that stuff. But how many kids go to Alabama? You don't know who the fuck they are until they get into a game that you're paying attention to. Because we, you know, if we didn't see any of the SEC games, or like you don't look at a uh, at, at a uh, 
you don't look at the channel or you don't have a channel that they play on all the time. You're not going to know who these kids are already until you start hearing what, you know, oh, this kid's a Heisman candidate or this kid's that or that. So to sit here and say, oh, we got to pay them all this money. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I, I just don't like it. Interfere. Sean, it's the same thing as the Porter, the transfer Porter. Mm -hmm. At some point, they're going to have to knock it the fuck off. They're going to have to because, you know, making kids free agents every year is, is just silly. It is. It's stupid. It's stupid. I agree. Um, quick note, uh, L.A. Knight just saved John Cena from the bloodline. I won't be his tag team partner at Fastlane. Yeah. <laughs> so we got John Cena and L.A. Knight. Yeah. Uh, on a side note, uh, Murphy doesn't know this yet, but WWE is coming back to Baltimore December 26th. For Finally. A, for a uh, <laughs> SmackDown, you know, house show or whatever. Okay. I, mean, I actually might. I don't know if they're taping SmackDown that night or not. I have no idea. Um, but uh, I got us seats for a Christmas present for him, second row on the aisle. Wow, like that. right on the aisle. So we'll get the high five people and shit. So, oh, look at that. Oh, it'd be great if it's a TV one, right? It, it would be, yeah, it'd be awesome. Ah, oh, man, like the I'm not gonna lie, cost a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, but it, once again, that's something that costs that it does cost a lot. I was like, why do these cost so much? I'm buying them. <laughs> Wait, it's the second row or the first row? I'm sorry. Second. Second. That's fine. Yeah. You're right cool. there. What what do uh what was the date again? December 26th. Wow, the day after Christmas. Look yeah. at that. So finally the WWE has come <laughs> back to Baltimore. To Baltimore. That's ah, good for you, buddy. Yeah, he'll, he'll enjoy it. He'll really like that. Yeah, so now I just gotta not get too excited and slip up around him for three months yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right back to uh college football uh in another situation that i thought was odd and we'll get to the other one later the first one oregon whipped that ass in uh against colorado um they they beat that ass they did they, they which we thought was a they, good possibility yeah. their coach though another one with all the like Oh, they're here for clicks. We're here for wins. I'm like, just fucking play ball. Why do you care? Like, even if you don't like what Dion's doing, like, you make yourself look like an ass by feeding into it. Just go, hey, that's a good, talented football team over there. Our guys played better. We had a better day. Can You know, hats off to them and what the season they've had thus far and what, where they could go. But we're concentrating on what we're doing here in Oregon. And hopefully that'll be the college football playoff at the end of the season. And just move on. Why does it always have to be about him? Well, like you know, coaches I, are making it about him. It, it, they are, Sean. But, but here's the I, I think, I mean, some of these guys that he coaches against, they're, you know, when you say peer, you know, you know, Dion, I guess he's got to be close to 60 now, right? Easily in his 50s, yeah. Yeah, well, he's in his face, but he's so he's either, you know, he's 57, 58. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys are a little younger. So they either, there was one or two things. Either they were a Dion fan or they weren't a Dion fan. Yeah. And a lot of it, look, look, I, I didn't like Dion Sanders' antics in anything he played. I, I better understand it. When I did hear the interview, like he said, that it was all, that's his brand. And when he went into the 49ers and he told, told Steve Young, I'll be the best teammate that you ever had. He goes, but this is what I have to do. So he understood it. That's how he made his money. It's how he did yeah. it. So he acted like a jerk off because he had to. Or mm -hmm. just be that play. It was almost like he was a professional wrestler. He yeah. had to play a part. But Steve Young said the guy was a great teammate. 
and everything because all that shit didn't happen in practice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything in, in game time, he did what he had to do. So, but I've never been a Deion Sanders fan. My thing is too, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Sean, whatever he's doing, this isn't the last stop. Uh, you know, he, he's using Colorado as the springboard, much like he used his first, his first job. He, he needs, he, in my head, if he's coaching, he wants to get to one of those big jobs and see what he can do from there to become, you know, another player who becomes a, uh, you, you know, you know, when, when, whatever, when it, when a title is a, you know, a professional or, or do it as a head coach, because we got to be honest, you, you know, who's what, what quarterback is coming to Colorado who's not named Sanders, like big time quarterback, who's going to want to play there, you know, going, going forward. So, I mean, even after this, look, they, they had a nice little run against three teams that they could beat and they did. But then, you know, once you get into the limelight against the team that, that that's, you know, a perennial top 15 team, you know, now in college football, you know, can, can fluctuate, maybe go to 20, 25, but they've been as high as 10, you know what I mean? A little yeah. eight, you know, the, the, the program's good. You know, it was, it was like, a, you know, the, the big, the, the big leagues knocking down the minor leagues. Yeah. So look, that's got to be humbling to Dion also. And, and I don't think it is hard that he thought, look, obviously you go into every game thinking you can win. But what I'm saying is he knew this was going to be the biggest test. So what I think this is moving forward is because what they, what we did it last week with how many better games he's going to have to play. Including you know, this weekend. Exactly. Is it one of the ones you're going to go over? You are, yeah, yeah, but they're okay. playing USC uh, this weekend. Sure, exactly. So that's so when we get to that, you know, wh- where does he go from here? How does he take the program to beat those teams? And like I said, to this, this is just a springboard. I don't think he, he ends in Colorado. So all the other jive and all the other bullshit is just his still the product, you know. Look, and and this isn't something that he's perpetuating exactly. He just wants to be a coach. But it's when you get into all the other stuff with everybody else, because he's won a few games and, you know, he said stuff. But once once the competition got real, you, you saw it. I mean, they played shitty. They, they got beat. They got beat. They got beat bad. But yeah. I don't necessarily know if it didn't matter if Deion Sanders were coaching or Colonel Sanders was coaching. It didn't matter. <laughs> they were going to get beat. All right. Next game. Bama survived in advance by beating Ole Miss, but they still don't look right on offense. Um yeah. I don't even think they play in the SEC title game this year, Bama. They will lose another one potentially to an LSU or Auburn or Tennessee or somebody. So I'm not overly concerned with them. Uh, Kansas, after beating BYU, this not BYU, who did they play? I forget who they beat, but they are now in the top 25. Uh, the first time in a few years so that that's interesting they have another they have a tough test this weekend we'll get to that here in a little bit utah uh also holds steady wins an ugly one against ucla 14 to 7 um maybe not an ugly one i didn't watch too much of it so it could have been much (laughs) to be fair i I was by the time that game was on i I was sitting at my desk watching carpet cleaning videos while getting (laughs) blind drunk so uh, it could have been the greatest college could game could have been the ever. greatest game that ever happened, and I missed it. And I call it, said they won ugly in the tight game. <laughs> could have been a great defensive fucking struggle. But I, I was not even close. I wasn't watching another game the rest of the night. I was like, I'm good. Yeah. And we'll get to that, folks. Here, in like three more things I got to say, and then we'll get to 
what you all want to hear about. <laughs> uh, LSU holds on against Arkansas. I don't know about them. Uh, <laughs> no, it's still tough. I, I, wide open, Sean. Yeah. Seems like it's wide open, except for the teams that are really, you know, the, the, yeah. the, Georgia's still a powerhouse. They are. But when, when I say wide open, I mean two through ten. Who's ever going to end up in those th- other three spots? Yeah. You know, it's going to be tough for them to beat them because they really are all. And they're literally late. not playing anyone, Georgia. They're, they played UAB last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not playing. You're right. But, uh, you know, when the time comes, they'll be ready. <laughs> uh, Penn State throttled Iowa 31 to yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch any of that. Uh, it was on the same time as the Notre Dame game. Yeah. Um, which is what now we're rolling into. Notre Dame and Ohio State. Yes, the Irish lost. And what I consider was a very good, very well-played football game for, I think there was a total of 129 plays. Notre Dame played outstanding on 62 of them. Uh, I mean, sorry, 122 of them. My apologies. (laughs) That game came down to seven plays. And I, I will tell you all of them right here, right now. First one, Notre Dame's first drive. Sam Hartman runs for it on fourth down after a uh, play action rollout is not uh, the guys are covered. He runs for it, gets the first down. Looks like he got the first down. We saw replays of it. Didn't look like you could overturn it. Somehow it got overturned. Overturned, yeah. Notre Dame probably gets three. You, you would like to believe they at least get three points mm-hmm. out of that drive. They don't is what it is. They stop Ohio State, get the ball back. They have another nice, a decent drive, kick a long field goal, kicker misses. That's two plays, that, you know, two drives where you could have gotten six points. You get nothing. That stinks. Um, later in the game, Ohio, uh, Notre Dame goes for it on fourth down again to start the second half. The play call was trash. It was just a QB sneak. They rushed the play. They they tried to catch Ohio State off guard. They didn't. Didn't get the first down. Next play, Ohio State run takes a big gainer for a touchdown. I consider those both two and three. Uh, so that kind of sucked. Uh, so that made it a ten nothing game. Notre Dame came back, took the lead, went up fourteen to ten. They stop Ohio State late with four minutes to go on a fourth down and. You think with the Notre Dame's running game, this, is, out. Pro- this is probably over. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame runs three plays, four four running plays. They get two first downs, and on the fourth play, they get stopped for a short game. Ohio State calls their first timeout. On second down, this is the next play that I get pissed off about. They try a screen pass. Not only did, it get, did the Ohio State defensive end do a great job by knocking the ball down, he almost intercepted it and would have been a pick six. Which might have been actually better because then Notre Dame would have had time for a drive now that I think about it. But yeah. it stopped the clock, prevented Ohio State from calling timeout. This is huge because later on in, in the game, Notre Dame finished that drive with another run. Ohio State called timeout. They had to punt the ball back to Ohio State. Later on, Ohio State's driving with about two minutes to go. They're Notre Dame ter- territory. On a second down play, the quarterback throws a, a intentional grounding. Never got out of the tackle box, threw the ball away. Intentional grounding. Not only is that a 10-yard penalty, but under two minutes, 
it's a 10-second runoff. There are 15 seconds left in the game. If Notre Dame just runs on second down, Ohio State doesn't have that timeout. And it drops to five seconds. But they were able to use that timeout. They were able to, to use that timeout to save themselves yeah. those 10 seconds, which were key because on the next play, third and 18 or 19, can't remember. Ohio yeah, State third gets, and first, gets a first down pretty much at the goal line. Um, we end up calling it our last timeout in order to set up defensively. Um, Ohio State threw the ball incomplete. Uh, third and goal. Basically, they score, they win, they don't, they lose. They run the ball, they get into the end zone by like, you know, one of my beard hairs. They barely get in. Touchdown. It was a touchdown. I'm not saying it wasn't. Hey. Unfortunately, for those last two plays, Notre Dame only had 10 guys on the field. And they went to a hole where a defensive end would have been. And Notre Dame still almost stopped them, but I would like to believe that they definitely would have stopped them if they had one more player on the field. And not um, only did I have the 10, but everybody was overloaded to the other side. And they still almost stopped the guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you have the right amount, you know, it definitely might have helped. You know, not so, saying he would have wouldn't have scored, but it definitely the, the number the number game's a little better for you. The number game and the odds of that going Notre Dame's way definitely fucking tilts bigger the other way. So at the end of the day, Notre Dame loses seventeen to fourteen. Tough loss. A very I don't I, like a lot of people are mad about the play call about the the game plan, this and the other. I thought it was a good game plan. They held Ohio State to seventeen points. And they had them on the ropes. And if they would have kept running, this is where I don't like when coaches say, let's win it. So, like, go for a pass or whatever in that situation. Like, the smart thing to do there is take the timeout. It's always, I mean, is, is to run the ball. So they have to take a timeout. That's always the smartest thing to do. And to say they don't, say they try to save one for after third down. That's 40 seconds run off. That's Watch the game. The yeah. Like, it's all so, about running the clock. I don't. I, so like, I, don't I don't understand. Like, it's like what we talk about with baseball. The game has been the same for over a hundred years. Mm. Why are we trying to do different things now? It's at this point, it's not even a chess game when it comes down to that. It's a game against the clock. Hold on to the football and, and just burn clock. And they didn't do that. And that's what cost them. And it's a bummer that that's what cost them. And a lot of people are like, oh, Freeman, see, Freeman's not good enough to set the other. He's in his second year. This was a tough game, no matter how you look at it. They played a very good ball game. I'm still very much a Marcus Freeman guy. And I believe if they come out and they play angry tomorrow night, they're going to make Duke look very bad. Duke has played one tough team, a team we talked about earlier in Clemson. That isn't Clemson of the past 10 years. Otherwise, they played like Louisiana, Northwestern, and UConn in something other than basketball. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, oh, they're really good. I'm like, how how can you say they're really they haven't even played an NC State or anybody like that? Like, how do you know they're good? Like, yeah, they won the Clemson game. But it's looking like Clemson's not that good. So, like, Notre Dame should beat Clemson later on in the season when they play them. So, like, let's slow down with the Duke talk and let's like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, 
I'm annoyed they lost. I don't think their title aspirations are over, but they have to win out. Yeah, no, they talked about that at the end of the game as well. You know, said it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, you know, still got a chance. Sean, I'm with you. Well, two things. All, you know, Like I said, it's a, I, I wrote down and I sent it to you, my two things for the plays. But we also forget, remember, on, on one of the drives, Notre Dame could ice that the ball went through his hands on a, on the pass. I forgot about Inter- that play. Yeah. Yeah. The intercept, you know, the non-interception. So you'll catch it. You hold on. There you go. I mean, that's it too. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent with you about running. I, I say the same thing. Also, look, you don't have to run it right into the line too. The beauty of the run. Yes. They know it's coming. You have a good, excuse me, offensive line. The beauty of the run is if you break it, then the game's over. Yep. So in other words, you get that one first down because you got to look at it too. They're bunching. They're playing tight. They know the run's coming. But you could either, you could, if you don't go into the line, you sweep a little or you hand off side to side instead of going right up the middle. Anything can happen. Guys fall down. They block and they all fall. Guy breaks it. If you get a first down, you run in the clay. The game's over because there's no way to stop it. My two plays, Sean, I told you that was... The I, I didn't like the fourth down play when they when uh Ohio State was clearly rushing and Notre Dame called their timeout. Yeah. To stop. I, I didn't like let them look, they're frenzied. They're trying to get it. And like I said, they know, you know, they know more than me. <laughs> but they got upset because Ohio State went, went with the empty backfield. And it was all it was four wide outs, but Notre Dame, because I stopped it. I stopped the game. I even went back to it after the game played out. They they had everybody covered. You know, I mean, there was man covered. There was like, there was nobody wider. There wasn't a receiver who wasn't covered. Mm-hmm. And then the two receivers were covered. And then they had saved both re- both sets of of uh, coverage guys had a, had a uh, safety behind them. Oh, so, so they were covered too. That, huh? They were covered yeah, too. No, that's what I'm saying. You, so you, what I'm saying is that's what they're in. So no matter what they do, okay, look, even if they get the first down, but everything's going to be rushed. They rushed up to the line. They're trying to get it. They're getting set. Everything was on. The minute you call the timeout, you let them now. And they did change the play. They didn't, they didn't come out run the same. They didn't come out in the same formation. So you gave it to them. I, you know, I, I don't consider that bad coaching as much as I consider maybe over coaching. Because you had it. Your defense was set. You said two, they screamed it out. They went to the line. Let's see. Because to me, Sean, all that is, is those two guys are going to crisscross both those receivers. Because even if they run deep, you're going to have somebody with them. The, yeah. You got the cover dude and safeties are both back. So they're just going to try a quick little slant or something. And you got a chance at any ball bouncing away, just a bad, a bad pass. I, I just, so to me, that hurt. But then you talked about it also that, uh, the third and 19, they could get a first down without scoring a touchdown. You don't have to drop everybody back into the end zone. It didn't make sense. Get to the first down marker. Yes. Let them run to you there. Why are you letting a guy catch the fucking ball and then letting him get the first down? I just, to me, I didn't understand it. Now you get into the fourth, you stop that play, then you get into the fourth down. You know, it's a different ball. I just, 
just letting them get that. It was almost like going into prevent, but yeah. right to the goal line. It was it was silly. You don't meet in there. Meet them a yard in front. Don't ever let a guy get to the mark to the first down marker and not be there. I, so to me, that's a bad play, and that set up the last you know the eventual drive for the touchdown. I you know. Look, I I know you're big on Freeman and you liked him. And I said, look, at the time, you know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, obviously it is. It's only his second year. They It was better to stay in-house, I guess, if you wanted to keep doing what you were doing. Mm-hmm. So like you said, Brian Kelly had built something and they had. So in terms of if you were going to keep players, if you weren't going to keep players because, you know, defensively guys came there, they liked him as a defensive coordinator. So you, you weren't going to lose. If you go outside, they weren't going to draw in a, a gigantic name. You know what I mean? They yeah. would have gotten somebody. So probably been Luke Fickle, to be honest with you. Right. Okay. Is that, that's, that's what it was looking like, right? Yeah. Okay. So whatever, whatever he brings in. So I think, yes, Morgan Freeman. Now I think his first game coaching last year, Ohio state opening night would have been a great win, but even that they had the loss, and then they had a nine and three season. Okay, fine. Then they lost a couple other games, but that's okay. The only thing that bothers me is they win that night, last Saturday. Everything just changes, obviously. Remember, Notre Dame drops. They drop whatever. Look where now Ohio State went all the way. Would they go to three? Four. Four. Ohio State goes to four. Notre Dame only dropped that, two, though. What's that? Notre Dame only dropped two spots. No, I know, but I'm just saying, so instead of yeah. go, you, you, you dropping, they didn't stand pat or just yeah. go one, they dropped two. They could now would Notre Dame went to four? Uh, you know, you would like to think so. Why not? <laughs> so right now you, they, you're you in the mix even before the, the, the BCS comes out. But everything changes. So now, look, now he lost two years in a row to the team. Hey, look, they played really well against them last year. And then this year, they shut out for the first half and most of the third, you know, half of the third, and then they played well. I and like it. I think I think he could rally the troops. I think he he will be good. You got to give him time. There's mm-hmm. no reason this isn't Herm Winningham. This is uh, Ty Herm Winningham. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't his name at all. <laughs> Remember when he played? Tyrone Willingham. Willingham. He played for Notre Dame. Herm Winningham. Um. <laughs> You know, they just you, you got to let it go. And and listen, they can uh, they still got to change. It's going to be hard to recover. You know, maybe we, but let's still have a good year. You know what? If it is their only loss, that would be great. Mm-hmm. If they lose another and they end up ten and two, still be good. Yeah, I, I, I still think it's a big year, ten and two, and, and I'm, I would oh, not no, be upset 100%. with that. And you you get a good bowl game and you win it, and then you move forward from there. It just hurts because they had they could they had this game. Yeah. They did. And and those are the games that hurt. When you when you when the win, you got a taste of victory. Um, you know, with from the interception drop, and then even if you could have just stopped them on that fourth down, and like you said, don't run the screen, run the ball. They would have been in a different situation coming down there. They wouldn't have had that timeout. And then let me ask you a question. I Sean, I thought the clock didn't stop on first downs this year. It does in under two minutes. Under oh, is that what it is? Yeah, two That's minutes. So under so two minutes at the end of the half. So, so here's the, you finally changed the rule, and at the most pivotal part of the game, you you let the old shit happen because let's face it, they're not getting off that other play. They wouldn't have gotten off two plays if they got off one. That would have been it. 
Yeah. So who knows? Would they have tried the pass that they tried first? Or would they have run the ball? You know, maybe they only ran the ball because they thought, okay, hey, we tried the pass. Now let's maybe yeah. we can get Notre Dame off, off balance because they think we're going to pass again. So, I, I mean, that's when I didn't see the clock running because I, I, I knew that was the rule change. And I'm like, come on, man. They don't have enough time here. This, this is nonsense. So before that drive started, I said to the boys, this feels like USC in 05 and Boston College in 93. Because they were sitting with me, I said that. Then he dropped the interception, and I went, oh, my God, this feels like BC 93. Because that happened in that game. Yeah. And then they got the third and 19. I was like, oh, my God, it's USC 05, and it's the same end zone. And then they scored on the run play in the same spot. And I was just like, okay. Like, I just, I literally just got up from the floor over there because I was sitting on the floor at this point because I was out of my mind. Came over here, sat, looked at Xavier, said, hey, there's two beers upstairs in the fridge. Can you please go grab those for me? Meanwhile, I had a full drink. I was like, can you please go grab those, put those in koozies so they stay cold, bring them down to me. He's like, sure. I'm like, okay. He comes, I put on YouTube. And I put on rug cleaning videos and I just sat here and I drank my drink and then my two beers in silence for like the next four hours. Just watching this guy. I'm like, just in shock and like looking at fucking Twitter. I'm like, I have to get off of this. So I put my phone down. Cause I was, some guy was like, Ohio state's amazing. And I was just, it was like a retweet for someone else. I was just like, fuck you. Like, so I wrote it and I was like, fuck you. Well, I was like, and that's the other thing we're going to talk about because obviously that coach was out of his mind. Yeah. Mad at an 86 year old man. <laughs> yeah. He, this is what I don't get. So just like that, Ohio State. So to me, then you're giving Notre Dame a lot of credit if you keep saying that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So Notre Dame, to me, you're propelling them that they're better than then I guess let, let's put standings we're putting them or anybody else. If you're going to say that, that Ohio state, th this Ohio state team isn't nearly as good as the one it had for years. No, not even close. So, I mean, so, you know, you're, you're then you're just sitting here saying that Notre Dame is, is still a top program. And I'm not saying they're not, you're just giving them a ton of credit that because you're, yeah. you're Ohio state. And then even he comes out, he goes, we played one bad half of football. That's what he screamed. One bad half of football, and everybody says we're, you know, we're done. That was part of his speech out there on the field. I, you know, he he was just he was out of his mind. That this this was his national championship yeah. game. Let's put it that way. He had it marked on the calendar. He had to go. Like you said, he's going after Lou Holtz, who was just stating his opinion. We yep. talked about this last week with Tim McCarver. You know, this he guy stated his opinion, and he's not alone. And you know, and it happens to programs. Michigan's going to murder them. They'll probably beat them. Michigan's yeah. going to beat them by a lot. Yeah. And I I don't care what many fans say. Like, that's going to happen. Michigan's going to win that game by a lot. Again. Yeah. And I don't even think – if they play Penn State, I don't think they beat Penn State this year. Yeah. And I think Ryan Day is probably close to losing his job because it's well, Ohio State. And if you don't win the Big Ten – and you don't win that game against the guys up north, especially three years in a row, your job is likely very much on the line. Well, like I said, I think he's definitely 
living in the shadow of Urban Meyer. And, you know, you know what I mean? And that's what his thing is. Even to come out and say that, oh, we were only, we're, we're one half away from, you know, just, you know, being whatever. I don't know. I guess he assumed they were going to win the national championship if he didn't have a bad half. Oh, he's <laughs> talking about against Georgia? I, that's what he could only be talking about. That's it. <laughs> you know what? You that know? was a great game. I don't know what he's upset about. Well, he just said just one bad half. In other words, I guess him just they played one bad half of football the whole year. And he's saying that, you know, that's what cost them and and everybody was writing them off. But I if there's anybody who's ever living in the shadow of a previous coach, yeah. it's him. And he, you know, he thinks he's say whatever you want about Urban Meyer when he got to the NFL or do whatever. Guy's a good college coach, you know, one of the better college coaches in the history of the game at a bunch of stops. So it just sounds like he is just, uh, he's a little upset. He's not being uh, put in the same class as him. Well, what I find even funnier too, is that he's, he's like, well, we just played one bad half of football. Listen, man, TCU saying the same thing. Uh, like, <laughs> say the same thing, bro. Yeah. Uh, is what it is, but all right, let's move on to the games this weekend. There's one, two, three, four. I got five games. Uh, that have top 25 teams in them that I think are interesting. Uh, first one, 12 p.m. tomorrow on Fox. Number eight, USC is going to Boulder to take on the Colorado Buffaloes. I think that's another 20-point-ish spread, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. So I think USC wins it. Uh, not a lot you can do for Colorado at this point. They're missing their best player. He's going to be out a few more weeks, so is what it is. Um, let's like we see. Said, spring, springboard moving forward. Eddie, look, you keep the game close. If you lose by 10, you did your job. Oregon Oregon State's currently up seven on Utah. Wow, huge. <laughs> that game's going on right now, so we'll see if it's another uh, ugly one. <laughs> it's a 21 and a half point spread again. All right. Um, next one I have is UGA at Auburn at 3 p.m. on CBS. Uh, that one is a 14 and a half point spread. I like the dogs, obviously, to win it because until they lose, who else are you going to pick? Yeah. But could it be tough? Sure. Auburn has a knack for these kind of wins in games against Alabama previous years. So maybe they could do it to Georgia. I don't know. But, uh, I'll check it on that one. Uh, Next one at 3.30 on ABC is the number 24 Kansas Jayhawks going to Austin to take on the Texas Longhorns. Mm. That is a 16.5 point spread. I feel like the Jayhawks running the top 25 is coming to an end this weekend. (laughs) Um, Sorry, Eric. Or or if they win, they propel themselves into a... uh... They'll be number three. Yeah, uh, yeah, they'll just flip. So, so look at that. Imagine that. Um, at 6 p.m. on ESPN, you got Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers, number 13, at number 20, the Ole Miss Rebels. That's a two and a half point spread. I think it could go either way. Hmm. Ole Miss played man against Bama. LSU, you know, held on against Arkansas. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And last but not least, uh, ABC Game of the Week. 
Number 11, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. At number 17, the Blue, Blue Devils. And their 40,000-seat stadium that's going to be 25,000 Notre Dame fans. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Notre Dame wins. I think they win by two scores. Right now it's a five-and-a-half-point spread. Notre Dame is a favorite. But I think Notre Dame wins by two scores. I mean, just to you, to me, you got you got to put this team away. You got to win this game handily. Right. You got to beat them up. You got to run all over them. That's what you got to do. I, you know, I know they got to, you know, Notre Dame has a thirty-year-old quarterback who can throw the ball. But you, this is a game you come out, you just run, you trounce over them. It does two things. It it, it does show you how, and not that when Notre Dame plays Clemson that it, it can't be a tough game, but mm. it it would just show. Okay, look. You know, Duke beat Clemson in that game, but that game was tight for a long time. That was seven seven for like yeah. three three and a quarters. Um, you know, it just shows, hey, look, you know, you know what, and you bounce back from from a bad loss, you know. So I mean, this to me really Notre Dame, they they got one job to do, and that's run for about three hundred yards and fucking, you know, beat them by two touchdowns. So Clemson and Duke, week one. That was a 7-6 ball game at the half. That's what I meant, 7-6. Yeah. Clemson was up 7-6 at the half. They Duke scored a touchdown to start the third quarter, but it was 13-7 to for all of the third quarter pretty much. There you go, that was it. That and then they scored a TD, two TDs in the fourth, one early-ish and one late. So, for the most part, pretty even ball game. Mm-hmm. Then Duke played Lafayette and won 42-7. to then Duke played Northwestern and won 38 to 14. And then last week, Duke played UConn and won 41 to 7. With all due respect to the Blue Devils, outside of that Clemson game, they played Dick. They have played nobody. Yeah. Northwestern has a sexual assault thing going on where their head coach just got fired before, like right before the season. Yeah. They're somehow two and two, Northwestern. <laughs> wow. Or yeah, they're two and two. You know what they say? Even sexual assaults don't stop the Northwestern football team from putting up a five hundred uh, <laughs> after two after four games. They lost to Rutgers, who is again another team that really hasn't played anybody. Uh, they lost to Rutgers. They beat UTEP. That's the University of Texas El Paso for That's those right. that are unfamiliar. Uh, they lost to Duke and then they beat Minnesota in overtime the other day. Mm, Gophers. Yeah. So, and UConn is 0 and 4. UConn is 0 and 4 and they have played NC State, Georgia State, Florida, and Florida International. I feel, is is I believe is Jim Mora Jr. still the coach there? Is he? I have no idea. Yeah, I think he might be the football coach there. But at halftime, UConn was down twenty-four to three at F- against FIU at home. All right. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say if Notre Dame doesn't beat the ever living out of Duke, I'm gonna have some issues. I've oh, got that's, that's I've, I've got an exotic for this game, as we okay. like to call it. I got, I got Notre Dame money line. Okay. Audric estimated score two TDs. Sam Hartman to throw for 250 yards. Sam Hartman to have over one and a half touchdown passes. Mitchell Evans, their tight end, that played a great game the other day. 
40 receiving yards, and Audric estimate to have over 92 and a half rushing yards. I think that's going to be the first half. Would you put five dollars on that to win a dollar? A dollar to win like 26. All right. <laughs> So I, I guess they're thinking it's a very good possibility also. Uh, and that was with a profit boost. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. So, Like I said, I, I don't think Hartman even has to throw for a lot of yards. I think the estimate, that should all be reached. Obviously, he doesn't have to throw the ball. Just run it, run it down that throw. If our offensive line can't control this line of scrimmage uh, after controlling Ohio State for 60 minutes out pretty much sure we got we got some big issues all right you know blow this team away so we'll be watching yep as always uh so shall we move to the nfl sure go ahead all right i got five points to make before we six points before we do our picks okay uh colts seem feisty for for a team that's not supposed to be very good they seem to have some fight in them well they got they, they got minchewed (laughs) <laughs> got Minshewed. Ravens got Minshewed. Let me tell you something. I, I don't, the guy, I mean, we laugh yet. You know, he came out as the stash, did everything, you know, and kind of, but you know what? He, look, he didn't even, he played the Eagle game against the Jets last year. He won yeah. it, right? He just, he, he's got a knack. <laughs> he does. I don't know why the Jets wouldn't trade for him. Or at the very least, well, you know what? We, we don't, we, we've killed the Jets. We, Trevor we, Simeon. Here's yeah. to you, bud. But I guess I get. Well, is he gonna? Is he starting again this week, Minshew? Do we know? I don't know. I yeah. honestly don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if he's. Um, the Browns, even without Nick Chubb, looked very good in the game against the. Uh, who did they play? The Titans. Titans, yeah, the Titans. Look Titans bad. look bad. They do. Now um, they won. They won the week before, though, right? But it was ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. Yeah. So. Titans, Titans don't look good at all. They don't look as bad as the Broncos. No, Broncos are uh what the fuck was that? Like I give <laughs> up, by the way. I talked a lot of shit about the Dolphins preseason. I listen, I I was wrong. What look, we'll still we'll still both admit, but Sean, it's still early. I, I mean, is. I just they if they're gonna roll through the quarterback, he still has a chance of wearing down and getting hurt. So Right now, he's the MVP of the league. Well, uh, 100%. But it's been I, three weeks, so I understand that we're a sixth of the way through the season. There's plenty yeah. of football to play. I'm just saying they look really good right now. Well, they I mean, what they did again. First of all, you give up 70 points in, in an NFL game, defensive corner is fired immediately after the game. I tell the guy not to get on the bus. I'm like, you find your own way home. Well, and then I heard on the radio. <laughs> I heard on the radio. That the Broncos defense quit. I'm like, yeah, you, th- you think? I don't know. <laughs> no gave shit. A, gave a fucking 70. Sounds like Francesca's back on the fan. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I just, I never heard it. I'm like, no, they played hard. They just, well, I mean, Tui, he didn't, I mean, he didn't have a spectacular. They, they did it on every facet of the picks and, 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 and he threw a little, they ran a little special teams, uh, you know. I think that's the next game the Jets can win is when they play the Broncos. Broncos, they, they look like they stink, man. Sean, look, Sean Payton, he'll, you know, he'll he'll try to right the ship. The guy, the guy did well all the years in uh, New Orleans, but I mean, I'm not saying now. I'm not saying this year. This year looks like a total wash for him. How come nobody's apologizing to Nathaniel Hackett yet? 
Nobody said, you know, maybe Nathaniel Hackett wasn't that bad of a coach. Well, I will tell you the flip side of that. And I don't know if we said it last week. I There's people who still, they're, they're at, uh, oh, you know who did it? Uh, Russo, Chris Russo. He All goes, right. forget, well, he was going after the Jets. And not after the Jets, they were just talking. Let me tell you, and I, Mad Dog's good. He is good. He's not He's not outlandish in terms of a lot of stuff he says. I especially like him on his baseball show because he's not an analytical guy and he's like, fuck this, you know, play the game the way it's supposed to be. What are we doing yeah. here? What are we doing? What do we do? But he did that. He goes, when he told you about the Jets, he goes, and please, can we can we stop with the Daniel Hackett? He goes, yeah, no, he had a good time with Aaron Rodgers and that was it. He goes, what else has he done? You know, he's like, he's like, hey, can we stop saying he's, he's a, a great offensive coordinator? You know, he's like he did. He did nothing with Russell Wilson. I love that Russell Wilson. Russell, Russell he Wilson. He did nothing with Russell Wilson last year. Uh, so what do we? So why do we keep you know hauling, hailing this guy? And to tell you the truth, Sean, the only thing that kind of makes me think it. Look, I know they had the whole Jets game plan was for Rogers. I still think that game plan would work for Zach Wilson. In other words, just to make him throw the ball because obviously he holds it for too fucking long. But my problem with, with with Hackett was look, they ran the ball every first down. I mean, we'll get you know, we'll talk about the Jets a little bit. They ran the ball every first down, even we, we don't have to. No, nah, this is true. <laughs> even when we said they're giving six yards, how about a quick screen? I look regardless if the guy fucked it up anyway, throwing it, do a quick screen. You're gonna get six, seven yards out of it. Uh, not a uh, slant, excuse me. I'm saying yeah. the screen. You got you guys playing six yards off the receiver. One, two, three, boom, cut it up, hit him. You know, get get a couple of yards out of it. So stuff like that, maybe Hackett really isn't that good. Now they're trying to work on a game plan, make him better. Look, the thing is, Zach Wilson is not an NFL quarterback. Any way you shape it, do anything, he's just not. A guy who holds the ball that long. And then after a while, I was like, well, Sean, what did I say to you? I go, this fucking, this is the Ravens defense of they're covering guys down. Then when they did play by play by play, even after the game, these guys were open and he's just afraid to throw the fucking ball. So the combination of A, not being good and B, not even trust, knowing that you're not good enough to make the plays because otherwise throw the ball. Man, you know what? You'd rather a team intercept you than just holding on to it, running and getting sacked and, and doing it, I mean, he just and the receivers were obviously getting frustrated towards the end. Well, especially in the last play of the game, where you need twelve and he's throwing eight yards down a fucking field. It's ridiculous. eight, eight, <laughs> about four times more than he actually did. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Uncle John. Okay, so I have written here: Jets again would be better with a real quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't scream anymore. Really, at sporting events. I try. I stopped those. I, I try to like really control my. Like there are moments when a guy's like running and the, you see a defensive lineman coming at him, and you're like, <laughs> like you can't help it. Yeah. You naturally you're gonna say. But he threw that ball two yards to Rucker on fourth and ten. He does a fucking check down, and the guy's tackled immediately. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's ridiculous. It's like I I. They heard me probably at the front of my neighborhood and I'm in the back of it. Like I, and I was underground because I'm in my basement. Like I <laughs> screamed so loud because I was just like this fucking mush. Like what is wrong with him? 
Like you had, it's fourth and 10. You have to throw it 10, 12, 12, 15 yards. You got to throw it for a first down. Like check down. Like you can't come up short up to Garrett and see what happens. And expecting him to make a move after it also to get six more, seven more yards. On a ball, you didn't throw hard. No, he just flipped it as sidearm because he was getting crushed again. On a three-man rush, no less. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. It's because of his footwork. They've been calling out for weeks. The dude steps up in the pocket when he shouldn't. And then it collapses around him because the way they're blocking is to not have him do that so he can do his thing with the running. Well, Sean, I mean, let, let's put it there. It doesn't matter who you are. It? You, you can't, guys can't block for seven seconds. It's just. But, and he's had the most time to pass over the past few seasons. They said that the other day during the game, and I was like, what? Mm. What? They're like, he has had the most time to pass of any quarterback in the NFL over the past few seasons. Yeah, I, you know what? I believe it because somebody should be open in that four to five second range. Him he holding it, the ball. I mean, he something, can't go then, through progress. He doesn't go through progressions quickly. Well, he's sure, like, and he, he can look off. He's got one receiver in mind, and yeah. if he's slightly covered, he's not. He, he no. can't. He can't look to the other guys. Look, then, I mean, we, we look. We could sit here. We could attack them all. You know, we could attack him all. He's just. He's not good enough to play in this league. He just isn't. Second biggest bust in NFL history. He's just. He's. He's just not. Who is number one? It has. It has to be Leaf. Yeah. It's got to be. They it did a mod, they did a documentary on him. <laughs> Listen, he's doing great now. He's off the substances. He's yeah. hosting radio programs. He doesn't get sarcasm at all. Yeah. <laughs> but but he's doing better for himself, and I'm happy to see that for the man. Yeah. And he has some really good takes on his experiences, which are fantastic. Well, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to teach others and 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 do it. But 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 I mean, just uh, I don't know. It, yeah. To watch now, here's my thing too. You know, we're gonna make our picks later, and we make, you know, I just said, look, you can't. How do you lose to a team? It's bad enough 14 straight times. There is no way that the Jets were gonna lose that game Sunday, as far as I'm concerned. I, I really don't think the weather impacted a lot, except for say, let's say the last play of the game where Cobb was there and should have caught the ball, and his foot came out of him and fucking hit him in, in the hand, and that would have been a great win because I would have got my five pointer, but. I would have had a nine point week. You got you gotta you gotta see also that you you know and, and Rex Ryan actually pointed this out also. You know, no no to Dan. Uh New England, they really didn't play and Mac Jones didn't play that well though, because their only touchdown was a blown coverage by Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. He got he got twisted around. So their one touchdown. You know, if everybody's where they're supposed to be. And look, these things happen in the NFL, so you can't say it. But on that one particular play, that's not a touchdown. They hold them there. It's, it's still a different ball game. Yeah. So so that was the play of the game. That they win 10 to 8. That happened. Yeah, well, yeah, but still, if you're not fighting for that. If you, I know. You know, because look, the, the, the Jets did. They gave up a lot of third downs and a lot of long third downs. They do it all the time. They, but, they're a bend but not break defense. But then they would they would clamp down. Yeah, I, look, I don't, I don't know yeah. if they're exactly as good as they think they are. But look, it was a shitty, a shitty field. You know, the conditions weren't good. They did step up a lot when, like I said, look, you got third and fifteen, and they were giving up a third and fifteen. You should be deflated. Then they held them, and they had the punt. So if you can come back on that, that is a mark of, a, of at least a, de- a decent defense, not giving up points on. 
But I mean, all day long, third and 12, third and 15, third and 17. They gave those up all the time. Now, they, like you said, they they bent, they didn't break. But you know what? You hold them there, and that would have given, you know, maybe Zach Wilson more futility minutes to, 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 to sit there and not, you know, do anything. Well, here's the thing. You look at their two, they're, they're one and two. The Dallas game. They, they got beat late because of the interceptions, but that was when he was trying to make something happen. I don't fault him for that, personally. No, they were getting beat that game. Yeah, so you had, you had to try something. So I, I don't fault him for that. The Jets' defense has given up 31 points in their two games not against Dallas, both of which were in the division this year. They've given up 31 points. You have 31 points to the Bills and the Pats total. You should expect to be two and one. And right now they're one and two because their offense can't do diddly dick. And they would have ended up in a tie with Buffalo more than likely, if not for the punt return. I mean, it's just it's it's pathetic how bad he is. And well, like and, I'm I'm like at the point where I'm just tired of talking about him. No, and, and that's we're not gonna beat a dead horse, but and that's the point of it too, Sean. As bad as things are going, as bad as things are, they pull out that game. Not only they two and one, they two and zero in the division. Mm -hmm. So you still might say this guy sucks and he can't play. And I'm not saying you, everybody. We all say that, but at least you would be two and one and two and zero in the division. A guy called up the radio, and he's like, "Look, I'm glad the Jets. You know, he's a Jet fan. I'm glad they didn't win because if they would have caught that, you know, hail mary and uh, you know, we would have given false hope." And we, and and the radio host goes, and I was thinking the same thing as I'm driving. He goes. Wait a second. He goes, so what? Wouldn't you rather have the win than the law? And he goes, what are you talking about? He's like, why wouldn't you rather have the win? Look, nobody, they, he was, if Cobb comes down with that catch, nobody was going to say, oh, that's Zach Wilson. Put him in next week, too. Because nobody was going to say that. Everybody would have still killed him and said he's terrible. But at least you would have been 2 0 in the division and 2 and 1 on the year. I would have so been just, very happy with the win. I'm not going to lie at all. I would have well, been. Look, why wouldn't you be? Because, look, I, once again, Trevor Simeon help on the way. Who knows? At this point, you might as well play Tim Boyle. But I don't know why they haven't. I, I don't I don't know. What does either. that say about Tim Boyle if they're like, Zach gives <laughs> us the best chance to win? Yeah. I, if I was Tim Boyle, I'd be like, can I get cut? Can you guys let, let me go, please? You're I, killing I just, my career. Yeah, I don't know. So, well, that's, that's our jet talk, but I don't know. I mean, uh, we already got a chance to talk about the Giants because we – you know, they played before the 100th show last week. So. They did. This is 101 for those that are wondering. If you, um, look, if you're counting at home, it's 101. For all those keeping score. For all those home. keeping score at home. For those of you with the scorebook out like Keith. All right, the Cowboys. <laughs> they are a confusing football team. It's, and this is why they're the Cowboys of the last century, you know, the last quarter century. You know, because how do you figure them out? Trounce the Giants. Trounce the Jets. Fucking Cardinals beat you. Now here's my scores. By two now scores. Now here's my thing. Also, are the Cardinals not as bad as we all say they are? I don't think they are. They played Washington tough. They played you guys tough, and they played. They beat the Cowboys. I think they're better than we think. And they're supposed to be the worst team. <clears throat> well, the Bears are the worst team in football. Well, no, no. I'm. I, the, well, they are. But I'm <laughs> saying the Cardinals are supposed to be there. I don't know. I. How do you figure it out? Where uh, blah, 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 blah. 
All right, the Vikings. And, 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 the, and the, I, we'll get to it later. But and then the Cardinals played the four. You know what? This will be the week of the test, and we'll talk about it. The Cardinals played the Forty Niners, so yeah. this will be this will be the test, I guess, this week. See if they're for real or not. I, I'm not saying they win, but if they stick around, maybe they're not. Maybe yeah. maybe they're not a gimme for the rest of the schedule. No, I agree with you. Uh, last but not least, I'm gonna have an add on after this one, but last but not least, are the ones I wrote down. The Vikings outchargered the Vikings. I mean, the Chargers. <laughs> the Vikings outchargered the Chargers. Chargers. It was so loud in their stadium, their offensive line couldn't hear the call. In yeah. their own stadium. Exactly. And Vikings fans aren't dumb fans. Yeah. So how about we the how about, how, about, how about we shut the fuck up? Like, yeah. like call a timeout, something. You didn't have to rush to the line and throw an interception, Kurt. Like, yeah. what the hell? All I want is what well, I want the Chargers to go one and sixteen more than well, anything and, in the NFL. And and I would can I tell you they would have been sitting at zero and three. Mm-hmm. Would have been okay. I would have loved it. I don't even dislike the Chargers. Typically, I think they have one of the best uniforms in football. In, in yeah. football. I actually like the Chargers. I just hate how everybody. And I don't even dislike Justin Herbert as a human. Yeah, no, I we we don't. We, I don't. I'm know. not wishing bad upon him. I'm just saying I'm tired of people overinflating how good he is. Yeah, it, I'm not. That's all. It, it has nothing to do with him either. I I got to be honest. I I did like Philip Rivers also. So me too. I hear you, Sean. I'm like you know the Chargers, whatever. But you know Minnesota did that. Minnesota's gonna have a rough year. It looks like. Once again, still early, but. Crazy. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they aren't as good as say, if we got the reverse. Maybe Arizona is better, and it looks like they are. Maybe Minnesota's not. Maybe Minnesota shouldn't have let Thielen go. Just yeah. saying. Um, and the one I didn't write down. Taylor Swift's coming to the Jets game on Sunday. Nah, that's she, she's gonna come watch her boyfriend play with his awful mustache, and I don't even know what the hell he was wearing on Sunday. That was awful. Yeah, well, that, that's how he dresses. The, I, if you're a fan of that outfit, <laughs> you can't be a guest on the program, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Travis, that was terrible, bud. I love your podcast with your brother. Yeah, I think, you're, think your family's fantastic. I think Your aunt loves that, too. She loves it. I, I think you guys have a great thing in the Kelsey family. No disrespect whatsoever. But those threads on Sunday were horrific. Like I said, to me, this is a uh, or should be a non-issue because uh, how is it ever going to fucking work? <laughs> Nothing's going to work. So it's like, oh, we're, we're all happy about this and that. And and to sit here and say that, the, you know, she didn't start talking to him right after he said the thing at the concert. Yeah. And she kind of like blew him off. But to say they didn't do that because the first date you come and sit in a box and you're hanging. She was hanging out with the mother, with the like mom, she, like, like yeah, you know, like she knew her forever and high fiving, high fiving the other. Like it was just he scored a touchdown. She's screaming, "Let's fucking go!" Yeah, yeah, it's chest so, bumping people. They've been dating a while. Let's get the let's get this I, out. I, the I open. think right after that happened, they so they're like, "This is this is the work." <laughs> yeah, this is the work. The fact that they're saying that it just happened. I think it's, they might've even been already seeing each other when they did that whole, I asked her out and she was like, Oh, who are, you know, that guy, yeah. they might've been together a while. Well, yeah. But once again, in the grand scheme of things, who, who gives cares? a fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it, in, in this segment, the who gives a fuck. Shawnee, I want to do something real quick. I don't know if you saw it just before we get into our picks and, and thinking of the week. I saw this, it was, I, I saw it on Facebook. Was it Facebook? 
can't remember where I saw it. So it was a guy who did it. His name is Jay Kuda. I, I you know, he, I, on, on Twitter, I guess, or one, one of the other networks, he did a thing where he did it like a major league baseball season. Yes. Yes. Did you yes, see it? Yes. Did you see it? It was what? So we did the football games out of a hundred teams, I guess coming into, I don't know when he started. I guess he did it over the last 162 games. 56 and 102, Uncle Johnny. 56 and 106. That's the Jets record. So this was some, so I was going to, do you remember all of them? I only remember the Jets one. Okay. All right. No. So I want to say, okay. So what what I was going to do with you just quick, I just wanted to go over each one and I just wanted you to put them in the order. Okay, so in the AFC East, Pats, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, what would be the order? Bills, Pats, Dolphins, Jets. Okay, so I guess, like we said, so uh, give or take, this is like over a 10-year period, right? 162 games? Because that yeah. is 17, but there was 16 yeah. last. So, so we'll say about 10 years. Okay, so in the last 162 games, the Patriots, mm. 109 and 53. The Bills, 93 and 69, 16 games back. The Dolphins, 78 and 84, 31 games back. And your New York Jets, 50, 56 and 106, 53 games back for a 346 percentage. I'll get into that also. All right. That's the worst team money can buy. Okay. So is that this is a 10 year period. So that's five wins, five wins a year, basically. Well, close to the six. AFC North. Between the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers, do you think you have any idea what the order could be? Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, Browns. Very good. Okay. So Steelers, 101-59, two ties. Ravens, 94-68, only eight games back. The Bengals, 80-79, and with three ties. Three ties in the past Three ties in the last 10 years. Can you imagine that? There's a couple of teams with two. A lot of teams with two, but they're, they're the only – they have three ties. 20 and a half games back in the Browns. <laughs> they had a they had a winless season. Uh, oh, the Browns? Yes. Yeah, no, the Browns. And with that winless season, 55-106-1. and one. Well, they now, just, now yeah. after this past week, yeah. they're a game better than the Jets. Yeah, well, this is true. So 46 and a half games. All right, so we, we don't have to go over everybody else, but here, here's what I found interesting. So out of, if you don't remember, so, okay, 32 teams, how many, and we already talked about two of them, how many teams do you think had 100 wins in 162 games? So we did the Pats and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody in the South. You're correct. AFC West, Chiefs, Broncos, the, Chargers. I think the Chiefs could have. Okay, so that would give you three. Yes. Uh, in the AFC East, I'm going to say nobody. I mean, NFC East, I'm going to say nobody. Okay. Uh, NFC North, I'll go with the Packers. Okay. So that's four. In the NFC South. I'm actually going to go with two teams, the Saints and the Falcons. So that's four, five, six. Okay. And in the NFC West, 
I'll say the Seahawks. So seven. seven. Okay, so you got seven teams. Actually, only five. Hmm. The only the Saints and the Falcons were not. Okay. So so you got the other five. Now here's what I found about it. So in that, how did the 30, Saints and Falcons finish? <clears throat> okay. All right. So the, you were close. The Saints are ninety-seven and sixty-five. The Falcons seventy-two and ninety. I'm surprised by that because they had a couple good years in there. Well, I'll tell you what was surprising about it also because, and I know this team was up and down the last 10 years, the Bucks the same, 72 and 90. Yeah, but they had that year where they had, like, uh, the guy with the long neck as their quarterback. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he had the long neck. Everybody was commenting about his neck. It was my first year in Georgia, 2014. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Glennon, Glennon. Glennon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they oh, I, I one of I mean the Falcons went to a Super Bowl in the last ten years, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That was, and they had a couple of good years also. They have the same exact record. I'm surprised. Uh, okay, so we'll just uh, quickly, like you said, so AFC South, Colts eighty three and seventy eight. This is the worst division. Titans seventy eight and eighty four. Texans sixty three and ninety eight with a tie. I'm sorry, the Colts had a tie also. The Jaguars, 50 and 112. Yes. So now the West, the, the team with the most wins over this time, the Chiefs, 116 and 46. God damn, Randy Reed's a good coach. Everybody else, the other three teams, all under 500. Broncos, 79 and 83. Chargers, 78 and 84. The Raiders, 67 and 95. Wow. Now, the NFC East had the closest one first and second. You had the Cowboys at 95 and 67. The Eagles, 93 and 68 with a tie. So they've a game and a half out. Then the Commanders are 65 and 95 with two ties, one against the Giants. And then the Giants with their one tie also, without that tie, the Giants might be 100 loss. They are 62 and 99. It's only six games better. Well, with the with the tie, only six get in the win column than your New York Jets. So the two New York teams over the last ten, terrible. Yeah, fifty six and one hundred six and sixty two and ninety nine. I mean, th- th- this has been a since that second giant Super Bowl in eleven. Futility, fucking crazy. Yeah, and the Jets haven't been in the playoffs since twenty ten. That's it. So NFC North, Packers one hundred and sixty with two ties, hundred on a win. Vikings, 90 wins. I'm not surprised by that. They're pretty 90 consistent. and 70. Yeah, no, they've they've done well because it was always the pack of Viking division. Yeah. But now he is where again now we know the the Lions, I think, are right where they need 69 and 91 with two ties. Everybody in this division has two ties except for the Bears. And then the Bears are the 62 and 100. Mm. So I mean the Bears are only seven games off the pace of the Lions, and, and but now they look like they're in for miserable times for whenever. Yeah, for a couple of years. So now the Saints, we said the Saints, 97 wins. Like you said, not bad. Then everybody else, uh, south of uh, 500. Panthers, 80 and 81 with a tie. Falcons and the Bucks, like we said, 72 and 90. And in the West, the Seahawks. Hey, look, Pete Carroll's had a nice run. Mm-hmm. 102 and 59 with one tie. Then the Rams, 84 and 78. 
the 49ers kind of surprised me too because they're a team that went back and forth yeah over the last 10 years 500 81 and 81 in their last 162 games or whenever this started if it was yeah. up to week three i don't know when when he'd started and finished and then but this was even more surprising so they are 81 and 81 the cards 79 and 81 with two ties so they they just two games in a win column less over that 162 period it's you know not not terrible no i mean they, they still had guys like larry fitzgerald for a while yeah yeah no, like they, that, they, so. they, they had stuff and they had uh well i don't know would this go back to uh would not go back to warner or palmer Right, no, Palmer's no. been gone long, long yeah. than right. He's been gone longer than ten years. Yeah. So who took over after him? I cannot remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. But I mean, they were almost, and now the Forty Nine ers still had decent teams sometime, yeah. especially in the last few years. So I mean, they're almost on par. All right. So real quick, because I did it. So a hundred win teams, there was five. Fifty win teams, three. The three, the most team with the most ties, the Bengals three ties. I can't believe that. So many times it wasn't, but the Bengals had. Then there was one, two, three, four, five, six teams with two ties. Over the that's crazy. So one with three and six with two, but now five hundred or better. And I know I read them real quick to you. How many teams five hundred or better? Would you say thirty-two teams in the league? Well. All right, well, you'd be a little better than that. 15. So 15 and 17. So it's about half, okay. yeah. So 15 teams I've only played over the last 10 at a, at a better than 500 play. And one of them, the 49ers, is right at it. So you wow. have 17 teams that have played under 500 football. So if you talk about a, a, a league of parity, it this is. This is it, yeah. That's crazy. So 17 teams don't even have a 500 record over the last 162 games. All right, now do it like a baseball playoffs. Who's wearing what? No, I'm yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, but it is funny. So look at that. So in the, in the East, between the one and two, 16 games, AFC North, I'm sorry, the NFC, AFC East, AFC North, only eight games, AFC South, five and a half games. But that's because, I mean, the team with the most wins only has 83. Chiefs one and two in the AFC West is 37. Holy shit. Then, like I said, the closest Eagles only one and a half behind the Cowboys. Packers Vikings is 10 on the nose. So they both have the two ties also. NFC South Saints uh, 16 and a half games better than the Panthers because of a tie. And in the West, the Seahawks 18 and a half better than the Rams. And the Rams had, you know, three good years, big phase first. Three, they they notched up some wins. That wild card race is going to be tough. And uh, <laughs> you, you it's would a think wild so. card race, Jesus. Well, the divisions and, and have been I, won for a while, but the, it's a wild. And the card. best part about it is, well, wait, there'll be uh, there's going to be some under five hundred teams getting in. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I just thought that was interesting. I did, I don't know, and it was funny because like the first comment on it was the same thing I felt. The guy goes, <coughs> I don't know why I'm so intrigued by this. And I I did the same thing. I'm like, I am. This to me is it's actually fascinating. Cool. Yeah. No, I saw it. I saw the Jets record. I was like, I'm done. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, I like it. The, the first thing that came to me was the Jets and the Giants. I just uh, I was I like, just, if, 
If the Jets are the worst team in the NFL, I can't do this. I just can't. Thank you, Jaguars. Thank you, Jaguars. Oh, no, the Jaguars just ter- it's terrible. Thank you. But still only six games better than the Jags. Yeah. <laughs> All right, shall we do our picks? Yes, let's go. All right, so you picked the Lions last night for your five-pointer. The Lions were free money last night, folks. They were. You got them for your five. Johnny got them for his three. So what I'll do is I'll do mine. I'll do Johnny's five, my five. Okay. Then my three, your three. Okay. And then you'll do your one, Johnny's one, my one. Okay. So we'll do, yeah. Well, you have Johnny's one also. I right? do. Yeah. I got, okay. uh, so his five pointer, he's got the Browns minus two and a half against the Ravens. He's doing that one with his heart. Yeah. No, definitely a heart because, well, I mean, this could be a comeback game for the Ravens after losing last week. So. And division the Browns game? Could be right now, yeah. I mean, that's no a- division game, yeah. But the Browns, hey, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, hey, good pick by him. Yeah, I've got the Dolphins plus two and a half at the Bills. Mm-hmm. I think they went out right. All right, so that's my five pointer for my three pointer. I got the Commanders plus seven and a half against the Eagles. All right, yeah, you think something right? The Eagles aren't. Eagles still have the hangover. I they still have the hangover and. Outside of the game against the Bills last week, which is 60, uh, 33% of their season so far, the Commanders haven't played poorly. So I'm going to show them some love. All righty. So now, my three point pick, you see, I don't like because I'm, I'm following you guys. And I want to, I, I have the Dolphins also. So, ah. But that's all right. I already picked up a couple of points on you right now. So, yeah. But I will tell yeah. So, my doll, the Dolphins for me were, uh, you know what? You got to ride them until they're done. Yeah. Until there seems something weird about their offense right now. Yeah. Right now, it's too good, in my opinion. It, it can't. And, and uh, you know, the Bills still got it. You know, the Bills still aren't the same. They, they won handily last week, but that's fine. All right. All right. Johnny's, we- oh, Johnny's three, we already had. So now mm-hmm. my one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my one is the Jet. <laughs> you know like the Jets? No, I'm I'm off the Jets. Nine and a half. You. I'm off the Jets. No, I told you I was gonna I told you I was gonna ride them all time. Okay. All right. Here is my my one pointer. It could be a little wacky, but the Jaguars and Falcons are playing in London, so really no home field. The Jags and this are getting three and a half. Are giving, excuse me. I apologize. I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm going to ride the Falcons. They're my new ride team. All right. Uh, Johnny has the Colts in a pick them. Mm-hmm. And I have the Atlanta Falcons plus three oh. and a half. Did you? You took them yeah. too? Yeah. So we are two pick. Well, wait, you have a five and my. Th- so you have five and my three are the same, and we both have the same one. Yeah. All right. Not bad. Well, I hope you do well. I'm right back at you. I hope you have a nine point week. Sorry, uh, what, was your, what was your five point week of your five point game? The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Wait a second. So I got the Dolphins plus two and a half. Yeah. The, then the, the Commanders plus seven and that's a half. What, okay. So that's the game. I got a root for you to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't, you know what? I'd like to, well, it, I, the Giants aren't doing dick in the division anyway. So what do I give a fuck? No. The Commanders or Eagles win. So I give a shit. So <laughs> last week, I got eight points. Uh-huh. Nice. Johnny got six. Yeah, we don't have to mention the last one. 
Uncle Johnny had a bad week. We'll just say Fucking that. Fucking goose egg, man. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Bad picks. You know what? I try to stay off of. I mean, I only got a twenty in my eight point thing. I, I try to try to go a little different. Except this week. I mean, the Lions. I, I definitely took on that. I took them for eight. I and thought I, about I the lines up until kickoff, and I was like, I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger, and I wish I would have. And I well, and it didn't start it because when the pick happened in the first series, I go, here we go, here comes the bullshit. <laughs> and he threw the end of the set, and then they handled that. That the score was a lot closer than it, it, yeah. it looked. No, they were beating their ass by halftime when I went yeah, to bed. Yeah, they just uh, they got it. Yeah, no, I took a zero last week, but I did gain five last night. Uh, mm-hmm. So wait, what were the, what are the totals before last night after? Three so weeks? as of after three weeks. Johnny has 16 points. Okay. I have 22. There you go. Nice. And you've got 11. 11 still there. So 11 behind. Well, plenty of football, plenty of football to be played. And I've even got on our chart here, super wild card weekend, the divisional round. We'll figure out how we could do that. Sure. AFC championship game. Maybe we just double them. And the Super Bowl. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. No, so there's there's a lot, lot of time. A lot of time to make up things. So uh, I don't like playing with a lead. I like to play chase. Ah, you see, look at that. I don't like playing with a lead. I'd rather chase a victory. You don't want to make it. Well, the only, not that I'm even, you and Johnny don't have the same picks at all. No, you and I have two. So even with me, that's what I'm saying. You would, it would just, it would be. uh, Would have been funny if I went Lions with three points last night. Yeah, no, that would, it could have been. Um. Because I almost did it, but I held off. All right, folks, we're going to talk a little baseball now. Got some good stuff going on. Uh, a lot of fun. It's all wild card related. And the AL West for the most part. But currently, for the standings, I think every division except for the AL West has been clinched. Um, so in the AL East, the Braves have won the division. We said that last week. They've won 103 games this season with two to go. Milwaukee won the division. They won that last week. They have 92 wins on the season. Or 91. I apologize. Uh, The Dodgers, they won their division. The NL West, they have 98 wins. They will be the two seed in the National League. So we have the same one and two seed as we did last year. In the American League, in the East, those young Orioles. 100 wins. One hundo wins division champs, number one seed in the American League. Good for them. I'm very happy for Baltimore. Great baseball city. Excited to watch the games. Uh, it'll be a good time. I will not be going because <laughs> I, I spent a lot of money on wrestling tickets. I can't yeah. afford baseball ones now. Um, in the Central, the Twins won the division. They have 86 wins. They will be the three seed. In the West, the Rangers are still two games up on Houston with uh and they're both playing right now. Seattle's three back. I it would take a miracle, I think. Uh so they'd have to sweep the Rangers this weekend and Houston would have to at least lose one. Yeah. Oh, so it's gonna be down to the wire, which is kind of exciting. Um, not kind of it is. In the American in the National League, in the wild card, the Phillies have clinched the number one wild card. They will be hosting a series uh, against one of a number of teams. <laughs> uh, currently, Arizona is in second place. They are losing currently to the Astros. 
They're 84 and 75. The Marlins, who may have to come back to City Field to play an inning, are 83 and 76. They came back and beat the Pirates tonight. The Cubs are 82 and 78. They lost to the Brewers today. The Reds are 82 and 78. They hammered the Cardinals 19 to 2. And the Padres, after beating the White Sox, are 80 and 80. So those seven teams, one, two, three, five teams, are still alive for a chance at the National League wildcard. In the American League, Tampa Bay won the first uh, first wildcard. They'll be the three seed. They're 97 and 63. Currently in second wildcard position are the Toronto Blue Jays, who beat the Rays today. Um, in third wildcard position, you have which is stupid. If I was Tampa Bay, I would not want I would not be playing slightly against them because you're gonna have to play them in the wildcard series if they end up being number two anyway. So that that's not a good decision by Tampa. Uh in the uh third wildcard position currently is the Astros at 87 and 72. And then the only other team with a chance of getting in is the Seattle Mariners at 86 and 73, and they're a game back of the Astros. And the Mariners are currently beating the Rangers. Yeah. Uh the let's see. Yeah, the Astros are up two to nothing in the top of the seventh. And the Mariners are up three to nothing in the bottom of the fourth. So a lot of exciting stuff. This is the best time of the season for baseball for such a long season. Um, and like, like I had said, you know what? I, I, I never liked the expansion of the playoffs. It was okay, though, you know, when they had the one wild card and then they went to the two. But I will say you got the three now, but this is where it's got to end. This, uh, that's, yeah. you, you get any more than this, it gets watered down. You see this last week is exciting. You know, you can still have some stuff. If a couple of the major players – in the National League, you know, the Mets had a good season last year, did shit this year, and the the usual, the Cardinals are always around. You would have even had exciting shit coming down here more on the National League side as well. This is the first time in 30 years the Cardinals, Yankees, yeah. and Red Sox have not made the – one of them has not made the playoffs. The playoffs, I saw it. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, God, sorry. Hit TikTok accidentally. Yeah. I was trying to close some shit, and I opened up TikTok. Um. <laughs> Did you see the thing I sent you? Which? I sent you a video. I said, shout I didn't think this was funny. Oh, no, no, I did see it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't recomment back. I thought I commented back on it. No, you didn't. But so, folks, I sent my Uncle Johnny a video I made on TikTok. It was Creed playing uh, My Sacrifice. And in that music video, they're in a flood. Yes. And so I said, I didn't know Creed was playing in New York City this weekend. That's it. It was fucking nuts here, man. What is going on? Well, it wasn't just, I mean, Sean, it rained. I had to pick McKenna up at the bus at 4 o'clock. And it started raining hard. Now, because it rained during, it's been raining since early this morning. Like right after midnight or around midnight, it started raining. Then it rained hard off and on. Then I'd say she gets off the bus at 3.50, at about a quarter to three, it started fucking pouring. Mm. And it did not stop till about a quarter after five, four, four twenty. I'm I'm talking rain sideways rain. Yeah. Sheets. For an over an hour. 
And, and usually, I mean, rain doesn't last, stay that long. Now, look, I know these parts of the Midwest and, and they, they get that kind of shit, but they get that all the time. I'm just saying, so when it rains, and we just had four, it rained last Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Rain. Oh, don't remind days. the Marlins about that. But not exactly. But nothing, nothing like this where I was parked at the curb and the water in the street, well, the water was over the curbs and dependently on the low line. So now we had major roads. I live off a major road. Yeah completely underwater and, and and it was caused i don't know what, how when a car gets to the point of no return Floats away well, no, they, they drive right into all that water and i'm not talking even that's SUV. so dangerous man vans. i don't but at what point do you say hey i mean you can see the what now sheets of wind like you said but all wipers move it's like you can die like that's a terrible decision it's just uh, so it was bad around here. It was, you know, even driving McKenna home, I came down and it was a low lying area. And, but you know, in my car, I have an Acura yeah. and it was just like I'm, the water had to be almost over the tires. And I'm like, come on, man. But I, I got through it because then now you're worried about water underneath. And it, yeah. but I got through it and then the rest of the way was uphill. So it wasn't as bad. But what, what a pain in the ass. Yeah. High I mean, taxes and high water. Well, I mean, that's what you get in Long Island. God's terrible. 36 hours of fucking rain. 36. And you're walking all day in that shit, too, on top of it. Yeah, but I, I like you said, picked a great day. It was off. Do you have so, rain boots you wear? I just wear my regular shoes. We got cover shoes, too. There's rubber ones you can throw over it. I, I normally, I got like three pairs of shoes that I rotate, yeah. so. Good call. You know, if, if one of them gets wet, it's only wet for a couple of days. But this, if I would have been working today, this this is where the water you're in a street that's cascading, yeah. so it's just going, it's running over your shoes and everything. You're just soaked. And once you're wet, you're done for the day. I mean, yeah. you're wet. You're out on the road for five, six hours. You're wet the whole fucking time. I can't imagine my feet after that. Oh, it's just it's awful. Prunes, prunes. Like I said, you wear them all the between the heat and and, and everything else. Your feet, your feet are just, you know, they don't stink. Or some people, I guess, they do. But like you said, you get an athlete's foot that you never had. What, you when know. do you get to retire? I'll have five years this my birthday in January. All right. Like my parents, I just keep asking family. I'm like, when can you retire? Let's get the fuck out of this. Let's stop yeah. working. <laughs> Let's stop this shit. Well, they should, I mean, they're, they're, they're older than I'll be. but they I, I know. They should retire. I get it. Yeah. But this is me <laughs> off to heaven yet. I'm like, just move in with me. What, is, my, that on the is that on I, the date? Me and Sade have both said we are open to it. Wow. We are absolutely. I have five kids, man. I need help. <laughs> no, no, I know that. But I mean, look, they like, but. Like, we wow. can handle it. But at the same time, I, would, I wouldn't mind the help. And I, I, I haven't been around them in 20 years, like consistently. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being around them a little bit. Yeah, but then, Carrie, then Carrie's the odd woman. She'll now. be fine. Yeah, no, I know she's fine, but <laughs> too bad. Too bad, Carrie Ann. <laughs> You've had him the past 20. It's my turn, goddammit. Ah, that's it. And she'll be like, You had him the first eight. I'm like, Well, I got him the next 12. I'm sure they would love, love to grow up with the grandkids. I mean, my dad would be like, Why are they so loud? <laughs> <in> a, <laughs> Have you met your son? 
especially in the informative years. But yeah, no, so I mean, I don't know if they would necessarily live with you. But they might live near you. My basement is gigantic, Uncle Johnny. Oh, they I could know, have I it. Know. I know, but I, I don't like you just said. Why are they so loud? I don't know. Listen, we all we can do is ask those old whites at that hotel in Bethlehem yeah. what their issue was with my kids. <laughs> Bunch of old podcasts. You have your old man sitting right across from you, sleeping. He'll, he'll be number four. Sleeping at eight o'clock. He'll be the four man booth. Pop, get over here. Uh, I saw a picture of him. He's still playing softball. He's a maniac. Yeah, no, he sent a picture. He sent a picture. The man is diving, sliding. Pulling hamstrings because he's running he out he, grounders. He said immediately both his hamstrings were pulled within the first whatever. But what's funny is my mom goes, I don't know why he keeps doing it. I'm like, because it's in him. He can't change how he plays the game. Yeah, you like playing, you know, it's, 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 he plays it's, to fucking win. Put I was laughing. Uh, I don't have anything else. How about yourself? The U.S. Ryder Cup team stinks. We're down yeah. six and a half points to a point and a half right now. I don't yeah. see us winning. That no, European so. team is very good. So, they can play. The only thing I, I just want to end it on a note like this. I, I like how I get a little segment here at the end of every show. Now mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of christened myself to do that. Nobody else has. It's to. uncle Johnny's corner. And so it is, you know, so I did the Tim McCarver thing last week. I want to say this, you know, you know, I guess eventually there will be, you know, robot umps for, for, for baseball, you know, or whatever, like for, for balls and strikes, for balls and strikes. And even though this particular thing didn't happen when he was behind home plate, it happened when he was on third base recently, Angel Hernandez is the fucking reason <laughs> that this will happen. I mean, as bad as he is at balls and strikes, that call on the check swing that he made on Bryce Harper the other night. Was atrocious. The man didn't come close to swinging the fucking bat. I I never seen now. Look, he's been bad for twenty five years. And if they didn't have a union, he wouldn't still be a professional umpire. He just he is that bad, and it it's, it really makes a mockery. And I don't the look. You you're in your union. You have your brotherhood, and everybody look. Any people who work for union, some people work as a better. You try to talk for him, but you can still admit when somebody sucks. And if there is. Any of his brethren, the umpires that think that that when they're approached, and I'm not saying uh, publicly or for you know during a thing that they're asked, uh, fucking Angel Hernandez, man, they would would he agree? I, they'd have to give him a fucking zero. The guy is terrible. But my thing is now he goes back into the dugout. Uh, excuse me, back after the game, you're getting whatever news he watches when he goes back to the hotel. Is the it was the Philly feed obviously, and they show it. Don't you feel like a fucking asshole, man? What does he not even give a shit? Because, look, I could see if it was close, he didn't fucking offer at all. His hands came forward a little bit. The bat never. He never. He never broke his wrist. The bat ever. was on a fucking horizontal, but no, Shawnee didn't even come close to even. No, I know. It. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying to start the swing. Yeah. The bat stayed on a horizontal path and just ended. And a kid got a souvenir out of it because Bryce Hoffman threw his Yeah, helmet. he threw his helmet and the kid got a souvenir and, and he kid, signed it. kid put it on his head. But, you know, so to me, he is the reason, because his balls and strikes are terrible also, but he is the reason that there will be a I could step out there tomorrow and be a better umpire than Angel Hernandez. I just don't understand how he could be so bad. 
And then just to sit there and be belligerent enough to, ah, fuck you. You know what I mean? See, that's part of it, too. I think it's spite. Look, he tried to sue, saying he was Hispanic, and I know that didn't go his way. He didn't get what he wanted. But in the same time, he's only umping because, A, the union, and B, because he said he's Hispanic and everybody says he sucks. So even though he didn't win his lawsuit, it still helps. You know, the shit that he said, they haven't gotten rid of him. I don't know. So that's my that's my uh, Johnny Corner for tonight. Uh, Angel Hernandez. You are the absolute fucking worst. Absolutely. And, and, that, and that's not allegedly. And it, it, no, and it's not even my opinion, as Tim McCall would say. The thing is, you will be che- someday collecting a pension check from a job that you have fucking blown and sucked at for 30 years. And to me, if that ain't America, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. You are just the fucking absolute worst. All right, before we go, Astros are up two to nothing in the top of the ninth. Mariners are up eight nothing on the Rangers in the bottom of the fifth. Yeah, so that's locked in, right? There. So we we got some good, we got some good AL West uh, finals stuff coming down this weekend. So yeah, so next Friday that'll be uh, playoffs. Playoffs. I'm saying so, we'll be we'll be chatting about that. Yep. So we'll all be we'll all be done by next Friday, folks. Yep. We will have the, uh, we will be at the divisional round at that point. The wild card will already be done. Walk around, we'll already be done, and we That's can talk right. about the divisional yeah. NLCS and World Series. So, I mean, the CSs, the LCSs, not NLCS. That's one league. Yeah. But all right, folks, that's all we've got this week for you on the Fumble Through the End Zone podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show, number one hundred and one. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us, Johnny. Hope you're having a good night at work, and we will talk to you in two weeks, buddy. But until then, please give a like subscribe post a comment and listen i heard this on another podcast i'm offering to you folks if you leave a five-star review on on apple or spotify and write a question we will answer the question on the show has to be reasonable it can't be like who's your favorite like male porn star Peter but North. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to sound down. I apologize. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Eight Row, Peter North. Uh, but Mr. Marcus. <laughs> Whoever that black dude is with the gigantic cock that everybody sent Mr. around. Wood. Barry Mr. Wood. Barry Wood. So I saw that picture before yeah. then. Because a buddy used to send me that regularly, just fucking around. He'd... Everybody did. That it's the greatest thing ever. What I'm saying, he wasn't even that big a boy. He only did like one thing or something like that. But, but that and the man's dead, and he's lived on in infamy. And that one picture, it's been great. I didn't know he was dead. That's oh, sad. he's been dead. A, yeah, he's been dead a while. Uh-huh. Barry re- Wood, Mister re- Wood. God rest your soul, Mister Wood. Yeah, Mr. Um, Wood. Well, but... how could he not be dead? Look what he was carrying. Christ Almighty. I mean, every time he fucking got a hard on, he'd fucking pass out. Uh, but anyway, folks, if you look up Barry Wood, I know a couple of you will. Um, leave, yeah, a five star, leave a five-star rating. Write a question in your review. I'll check them, and we'll answer a question weekly on the show, all right? We need some fan interaction. And Uncle Johnny, I need you to share the podcast on Facebook. No, Press- I do, Sean. Like, is it? Press the share button. Correct. Yes, I do like it, but I have to share it. I you will. have to share it. You're you're a co-host here. I know. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> I I know I have to. Like I said, and I'm folks, fine. if you listen, share it. All right, just share it. So I'm asking. Tell a friend. Be a friend. Tell a friend. 
All right, as Pat McAfee would say. All right, that's all I've got. Uh, John, you got anything else? No, that's it for me, bud. All right, folks. Well, we'll see you next week here on the Fumble Through the End Zone podcast. Enjoy, everybody. their parents sit and fuck on the same weekend that would be great <laughs> that was it it might have been a tuesday you don't know <laughs> <laughs> nobody's fucking on a tuesday <laughs> nobody yeah. has that kind of energy <laughs> <laughs>